Hi, I'm Trinity Wheeler. And I'm Alan Shaw. And this is Rhapsody Radio. Hello, everyone. We are back. How's it, how's it going, guys? Happy to be here. Still standing. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I am standing tall. How about you, Trent? I'm good. I'm here with Alan Shaw and Mary Beth Henderson. Hi, guys. This is Trinity Hi. Wheeler. Welcome back to the show, part three of our 10-part series on box building the business of fitness. Woohoo! We're getting there. We're yeah. getting there. Shipping away. Oh, I love I loved this one. I'm very excited for this episode. This is. This is probably, I think, one of the very keys to, mm. to, to a really successful uh, growth-oriented business, and that is know your role. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you're defining what your role is as an owner... You know, when we start a business, we just want to do everything. Mm-hmm. We want, and, and sometimes <laughs> in the beginning, you're going to be doing everything. Yeah. But we sort of narrowed everything down to five fundamental truths about knowing your role for your business. And number one is just to know where you shine and know where you stick. Yes. Yeah. I, well, I just, I have to say that we actually um, had the ability in the beginning of us opening a business together that we had each other. We had a sounding board that we could bounce ideas off of and know where our strengths and our weaknesses were and where we shined and where it was like, Ooh, I'm not that great at that. And I need support. And we knew pretty early on, like, okay, this is, this is your role. This is what you're going to accomplish. This is my role. This is what we're going to accomplish. This is where we both need help then, and all of that. And so we had pretty early on the ability to look at that from, uh, from an almost like a yes, magnifier, magnif- magnifier, magnifier. Yeah. 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 Um, and so, you know, not a lot of business owners have that ability, especially early on, right? And and Mary Beth, you can you can attest to this because you work with many entrepreneurs and early, uh, new business owners that are a one man band or one woman band. You know, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I was I was gonna say, and and that's something that can be really tricky because, um, you know, as you said, when when you first start. The reality is for so many, especially if you're self-funded, which I think is the rule, not the exception, is mm-hmm. you're, you you can't afford mm-hmm. to hire anyone to help or you can't bring anyone on. You're, you're going solo, right? And um, I find that very quickly that becomes a strange kind of badge of honor of like, <laughs> oh, well, I can do it all mm-hmm. myself. Yeah. Which I'm going to tell you right now is bullshit. No one does it themselves <laughs> and is successful. So, like, if yeah. that is already, you know, the story you're telling yourself, let's let's nip that in the butt right now. Right. Um, but I think on top of that, you know, y'all, when y'all started, you had such a strong part, personal partnership that mm-hmm. you could be that sounding board on, you know, hey, this is really where you shine or, you know, and it's not just about where you stick. I think mm-hmm. that's a kind of an easy measure, but it's also what really sucks your energy? Mm -hmm. Like what is something where you're, you're, you're going down these rabbit holes or when you have to tackle it, you're walking away a shell of your former self like Mm -hmm. that, that matters too. And so if you don't have that as a solopreneur or lone wolf, like don't, don't get on your Island about it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, one of the things that I like to do with my clients is, you know, start, start, 
with that exercise on your own. And it's not a complicated one. It's right. you get a blank piece of paper and you quad it out and you have, you know, here's where I'm strong. Here's where I struggle. Yeah. This is what and I'm... And be honest with yourself. And be honest. Because that's hard. Like the ego wants you to be... You want... You want to be good at everything and you don't want to show your cards, especially when you're starting a new business. You would be like, no, I got this. I'm under control. And then that's when the gray hairs start to come through your beard. They right? Are. Yeah, like- yeah. <laughs> so, so you have your quad, you have your, these are my superpowers. This is where I struggle. Then do a section on, you know, this is, this is what I'm fine at, but it really takes my energy and then the last is like, I should not touch these things. Like, this is really where the, the <laughs> wheels are going to fall off, yeah, you yeah. know? Um, and do that, do that on your own at first pass and then phone a friend. Not mm-hmm. a lot of friends, yeah. but, you know, three, three to five people who you really trust and run it by them. Because I also think that's where you get great perspective and you can start to get that sounding board if you may not have it at the offset in your business. Yeah. And I, and I, I truly think that that is a big one too, is that, uh, when we first started our business too, we had each other, but we also then got connected to other business owners here that in a, in a way, uh, time times in the, in, in the span of your business ownership, you feel like you're on an Island by yourself. And in reality, you're not right there. You have the ability to reach out and get a, that get offer or get insight from people that have probably made the same mistakes that you will make and, or hopefully won't make because you have that conversation with them. Yeah. Um, but that was a big one for us that we felt like, yeah, yeah. For me, it's also in that beginning phase is just seeing the value in a team Mm. and understanding that, okay, you know, Alan's inside the four walls. I'm sort of, the mechanics of the business, what areas can we delegate out to be more effective? And one, of course, was marketing and branding. You know, Mary Beth was very key and still is very key, but from the very beginning in building the business. When it comes to... Well, (laughs) it's just true. when When it comes to our gym, I mean, you know, programming is something that we are very passionate about, but we also understand... For really great programming, it it's takes job. it's a full time job. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. when we were building our business, we developed a relationship with Austin, James, and, and the hand plan guys because they are some of the very best in the industry. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yes, that was an expense, but it set us up for success. Right. Yes, having Mary Beth is an expense, but I saw the value in it, and and and, and what you add to the business is by far more, way more valuable than the cost. I'm going to have to raise my rates. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm, do, I'm doing myself a disservice here. Yes. But it's just about, you know, you do want to do everything in the beginning. You are tight on money, but you just have to really think about, you know, could this be better if I invested here? It's always I'll tell people, like, when you're doing your initial branding and you're building logos, don't call somebody for a $100 logo. God, right? no, please. And people just don't. think that's what they're going to get. And it's like, you know, invest, invest in these really key yeah. things that will set you up for success and surround yourself with that team. This leads into just point two real quick, which I think might be what, what you're going to talk about as well, is that a business can't be run by committee. <laughs> a little louder for the people in the back. <laughs> business cannot be run by committee. Uh-huh. Yes. If you take nothing else away, 
from this conversation, please take that away. Yeah. Right. So we, we started off kind of talking about the, the solopreneur and the person who starts by themselves mm-hmm. on the other end of that spectrum are the businesses that start with a small group four or, or five, people you know, that four are or five investors. people, yeah. I th- you know, in, in y'all's case, you started with three. Yeah. Yeah. And to, to, to go on to that, you know, it's, a, it's Mary Beth, it's a big lesson we learned because, you know, we did have Alan and I, in the beginning, we did have a business partner. If I had to do over again, I wouldn't have had a business partner. Mm-hmm. Same. It's, it's not about that person. Mm-mm. It's just, it, it's the number one mistake. I think that a lot of new businesses make is they're like, let's get with my friends and let's yeah, start they, something. They're like, yeah, and they are like your friends and they're in they're, they're a big, very special part of your life. But where you are right then on your journey with your business, you're going to feel very differently in two years, in three years, five years, 10 years. Shit, and it was more like six months. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure. Cause six months feels like two years, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I just think that, you know, you just have to be very careful about who you get into business with. And it might feel in that moment, the greatest thing, but just from based on our experience and yeah. many experiences of people that own businesses like ours, you know, it, it generally does not work out in the long run. But I, just in, and to piggyback off of that, the way, the thing that we also saw too, and we actually had some people back in New York that gave us sort of, not red flags, but they were like, hey, just so you're aware, if you're going into business some- with somebody, make the parameters very clear in your business and in your contracts that you have with them. Mm-hmm. Because if it's contractually like laid out when it comes time, if it comes time, that splits need to happen. Again, emotional, uh, uh, that emotional stuff is taking out of it because it's purely just on paper. And we did that part properly. 33, yeah. 33, 33 right. or whatever. And we actually, you and I, we did it in a way that, uh, that I was the one that was going to be ultimately making the decision over anything that was going to be done in the business. Sure. Well, and I think if we, we map this back to the starting point of coming by who you are and what your role should be, honestly, Mm -hmm. I think it helps in deciding who you need to partner with. Sure. Right. So if you know, Hey, I'm, I'm really strong here. I bring this to the table. This is the, the, the facet of the business where I'm really going to shine. It's going to be clear where the gaps are. And then that helps make decisions on this is what I need to bring in. Right. Um, and so I, I find that especially in those early stages where, you know, because so so much of it is based in fear and uncertainty mm-hmm. and it can feel like there are strength in numbers. Like the more people I bring into the fold, the more money I bring into the fold, the more confident I am that this is going to be successful. Right. But if you, you know, know thyself from the beginning and yeah. you're very clear on this is, this is what I need to fill in and this is where I need help. It can really drive decisions on who to bring into the fold as a partner. Sure. Just a side, just a, just a side question to you too, because I know that again, you work with more business owners than I do because I'm working with Trinity and you, um, (laughs) when you're starting a business, you know, there, before you get started, the entire, um, universe is telling you, well, probably your business is going to fail within the first year. Cause like, that's what you always hear. You're like, mm. you know, nine, nine out of 10 businesses fail within the first year, first three, like you hear that over and over and over 60% again. 60% of the time you're right every time. Right. And yeah. And so <laughs> it's like, you know, so then, you know, you also go into it, um, 
being able to like, okay, well then, then you start adding and packing on like, oh, I need to get, like you said, I need to get, um, people in there that really know what they're doing. I need to get all of these partners. I need to, and then it starts packing on because of that fear, right? How many people do you see? And then also a good question that was asked as well is, you know, is there anything to knowing what those sticking points are to saying like, maybe I can get better at finance. Can Mm. I, can I get a book so I can learn more about the business side? Um, and keeping it simple, but is there, is there any wiggle room with that too? You know, I know those are two very hard questions. And and honestly, it's, it's different for every business owner. Right. So what I would say when you're, when you're making those tough decisions, and and we're going to go into some details here in a minute that I think help Mm -hmm. drive how you decide, like, is it worth leaning into this a little bit more? And, you know, I always go back to, I want to know enough to be dangerous. So I want to study to the point where I know enough to be dangerous and hold my own in a Mm -hmm. conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If I get to that point, I get to that point where, you know, I've, I've put a few hours into studying, maybe I've, I've done a continuing education course or, you know, I've done an event, seen a speaker or, you know, I've, I've invested a little bit in a resource and I feel like I know enough to, to be dangerous, have a lay of the land, you know, get a good sense of the vocabulary, but I'm still not better mm. Then that's a good good telling point, like no when to cash out, no yeah. when to be like, all right, like yeah. I've, I've explored this and now I, I know for certainty that I'm not yeah. going to sharpen this, this edge. But I also think the, uh, another perspective on it is time is your, it is your most valuable asset and it is your finite commodity. Mm-hmm. You yeah. only have 24 hours in a day. And in order to keep your sanity, you should be sleeping for eight of those. So, mm-hmm. yeah. right. So then you have to ask yourself the question of, okay, maybe I should learn more about, let's take finance, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, but the hours you're investing in your accounting, keeping yeah. your books and, and all of that good stuff, that's hours away from, you know, in my case, coaching a client Mm -hmm. or developing a new brand. Right. So do that math. Mm -hmm. And I think you'll find more often than not that you're losing money. You're losing, you're losing money. Yeah. And you know, one thing about a business cannot be run by committee. I think a lot of people get into partnerships because of financial reasons, right? Sure. They want to start a business. They don't have enough capital to do it. And so they're like, let's get an investor. Yeah. Yeah. And again, as shiny as that feels, like it's right, you really have to make sure that it's right. And if you do have investors, and understand investors are different than a business partner. Yes. Mm -hmm. And if you have an investor that's going to help you financially, make sure that in your agreement that you are in charge. Put the re- put it in writing. You know, you yeah. there because there has With to at the lawyer. end of the day. Phone <laughs> <laughs> your lawyer. Not friend. just in a word document, y'all. But no, you know, God. because you just at the end of the day, there needs to be a single soul making decisions on the direction of the business. Correct. Yes, we're going to outreach, and yes, we're going to ha- build this team. Mm-hmm. But there just has to be a definitive answer at the end of the day. Yeah. Um. Number three here is that much of what we're talking about is you will need help. Mm -hmm. So yes, you are, say, this solo business owner. You're making all the decisions. You need help. Yeah, the best decision or the best advice that I got was in that very first year that um, there will be um, 
moments of discomfort, massive, massive, massive discomfort. And that is the moment where you have to start laying the foundation to adjust your business to where you can relieve that pressure. Sure. Um, Because, and that, and that was for us, like Stan and I, in the very beginning of the, of opening Rhapsody, were coaching every single class, every single day for six days a week. Um, And that was great for almost a year. And then Again, the gray hair started coming through my beard. Um, and I was like, you know what? I need to, I need another coach. I need support. Sure. Um, and hopefully by that time with your business, that, that level of success and, and your budget opens up a little to where you can start adding that, that help into your business to make it grow. Absolutely. Right. Number four, this goes right along with it. Time is your most valuable asset. Mary Beth, you've talked about that. Time management is everything. It it is, and and you know again, time is time is your finite commodity. Mm-hmm. Um, it's your most valuable, lucrative asset, and your finite commodity. So be awesomely protective of it. Yeah. And I want to go back to what you were talking about with discomfort because I think that's phenomenal advice. Mm. And so adding to that, as a business owner, you should always be uncomfortable mm. because if you get comfortable, you're not doing something, you know, you're not progressing, you're not doing something, you're not moving forward. So I I actually think this is a great way to start to understand, you know, because I get this question all the time, like, when do I know? When do I know I need to bring someone on? When do I know? Because it never feels like the right time to spend that money that, you, you know, you're not confident spending and all that good stuff. So I think discomfort is actually a great way to start to to land on when you need to make your move mm-hmm. because you know, there, there, you're always going to be a little uncomfortable. There are always going to be levels to that discomfort. So, you know, and I know we talked about this when you're, when your level of discomfort feels unsustainable, when you're like, I can't see straight, you know, I, I it feels like I'm building this house of cards. Like yeah. things are, are really, are really spread thin. Yeah. If you're that way for a week or two, okay, yeah. that's manageable. Like yeah. you're going to have this ebb and this flow. Like you can, you can work through that. If you get to the end of a month, you get to the end of that four week period and that level of discomfort that I can't sustain this, I'm building a house of cards yeah. and you felt that for four weeks, mm-hmm. that's when you need to, to make a decision. That's when you need to outsource something. And, and, I, and that leads into uh, number five, which yeah. is discomfort is not failure. It's, it's, it's what's failure is not acting on prolonged discomfort. Amen. Yes. We've, we've, learned, we've learned a lot being um, married and being business partners. Sure. Because, <laughs> what is that yeah, like? <laughs> I could have a whole, let's start a whole new podcast. <laughs> um, no, but I, I will say that every decision that we've made to grow the business, to grow Rhapsody, we've had the exact same discussion. I come in, I've, we're in, we're at the house, we're talking about the scheduling, we're talking about the amount of things that we're starting to add on, and you're, and you go, well, just make the decision because you're the owner. Ooh. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it is in my control. Yeah. That level of discomfort is in my control. And I have the ability to make that decision to grow the business. Sure. It's not out of your control. You are making the, this, the, this, the decisions for your business. Control is a really interesting choice of words mm. here. You know, because if we go back to 
who you're bringing into the mix and partnerships and, and all of that good stuff. And, and how so often that's motivated by fear and uncertainty, but also the illusion of comfort that mm. comes with, you know, the more people are involved, the stronger I feel. At the end of the day, it comes down to ownership. Mm-hmm. So you've got you to own your shit. You've yeah. got to own your decisions, yeah. right? And I've, I've also seen that having having more people in the fold, having partnerships, you start to see people, you know, passing the buck. Yeah. I was going to say complaining and, and like, yeah. And like, well, that that, it's the blame game. Like, well, that doesn't fall on me or I don't want to take responsibility for that. That belongs to so-and-so. And 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 it starts to become this hot potato that's thrown around. Yeah. Um, and so it, it depends, you know, people have different, different responses to the, the need for control. Mm-hmm. Um, but at, you know, understanding what that, that need is based in and whether you're trying to, you know, cause so often, again, it comes down to, to fear and discomfort, right? Mm-hmm. You know, whether your reaction is I want all the control because I feel more secure if I'm in charge of all the things or whether you want no control because you're like, if, if I'm afraid mm-hmm. of messing up or dropping the ball, you know, know yourself in that sense yeah. um, and, and come by it honestly, because that can really help you with understanding, like, what do I need to get off my plate? Who do I need to bring in for help? And like, what's driving Those are the that? two warning signs. Yeah. <laughs> Those are warning signs going off saying, hey, discomfort's getting to a level to where it's about to overflow. Right. So those are those moments when you're like, okay, we need to bring somebody on or we need to delegate responsibility to mm-hmm. someone else so I can gain an extra hour of my day to work on the business and not in the business. Absolutely. And and the other thing too, you know, we're, we, we were talking about at the level of, of partnerships, which is a big word like that with a capital P business partnership is that's a big damn deal. Mm-hmm. Delegating. And bringing on help doesn't always need to look so big, Mm y'all. You know, so it can be something as as small as, you know, I I need help getting my bookkeeping up to speed. Like this is something where a lot of hours and energy are going and I need I need it off my list. Mm -hmm. So again, if you're really struggling with that, you know, I say this as a self-proclaimed control freak, it's really hard for me to let stuff go. Yeah. Um Start small, smart with start, start with smaller, low risk aspects of your business. It's going to give you some time and energy back and, and begin to flex that muscle of delegation and letting go. It's hard to, especially it's when it's your baby, right? Yeah. yeah. You know. But all very important stuff. Guys, this insight is incredible. Those of you out there listening, if you have questions for us or would like to engage with one of us, DM us. At Instagram at Rhapsody Radio Show. Slide into those DMs. Ooh. Oh, yes. <laughs> I or, just got a little excited. <laughs> <laughs> or you can email us at info at rhapsodyradio.com. Again, this entire box building series can be found at boxbuilding.com. Woohoo! So check That's it out. official, guys. Check it out there. If you're enjoying the show, subscribe down below. Give us that five star review. It really helps us grow. We appreciate all of you listening, and we'll see you back here on the next episode. Bye, guys. Bye, y'all.